Good morning. I have three kids that I absolutely love and adore. Kyle, Kristen, and Nathaniel. As they're growing up more than on one occasion, I they were in another room or outside, and my assumption was that they were doing what I wanted them to do. They were strictly following all of my commandments, desires, rules, and without their knowledge, I either consciously or stumbled upon them only to find that they weren't doing what I had assumed or expected or wanted. And my comment was, hey, what's going on? You're a parent. Did that ever happen to you? I know most of you had perfect kids, so you can't really relate. The rest of us had kids that were kids. And again, in another location, you're assuming one thing, and yet there might be a different reality going on. And when you become aware of that and exposed to that, a natural response is, hey, what's going on? I've entitled my message today that, hey, what's going on? A couple months ago as I was praying for uh, this year, and, and I won't reveal all the things that we're going to be doing, but I sensed that the month of uh, February I needed to talk about the end times, the last days. I will pre-qualify that to say uh, this is not going to be a political time or political messages, though there may be some inclusion of that. And it's really out of my wheelhouse. I don't spend a lot of time, have not spent a lot of time studying and, and exposing myself to the end times, though when I first got into ministry, I was required to take classes and uh, on eschatology and other things like that. But uh, the whole month of February, we're going to be looking at this subject. But today, uh, we're going to look at, hey, What's going on? Let's pray. Father God, you know what's going on. Sometimes we think we do or we have glimpses into that or we have hopes and dreams. But ultimately, you are creator, you are sovereign, you are ruler, and you know exactly what's going on in our world. And Lord, as I have felt led to follow you into this uh, time, it's obviously beyond my comfort zone, but I pray that you'll give me your wisdom and your grace that our people will be encouraged and informed and inspired and even challenged so that, Lord, we are more fully prepared for not only where we're at, but where we're going in human history. And we thank you so much for our gathering today. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever looked out over our world or the American culture and said, hey, what's going on? The good and but possibly the negative of modern media coverage today is we're uh, informed about information like never before in human history. Whether that be television or radio or obviously now the, the Internet we are exposed to all kinds of information. And when we gain all that other information or different perspective, it can add to the question, hey, what's going on? 
If you were just kind of living in your little cocoon and small little world and you weren't exposed to all the information or media, you probably wouldn't be as um, stimulated to say, hey, what's happening? But again, we're bombarded with information. And if we're not careful, we again can ask that question, hey, what's going on? Did you know I really believe there is an answer to that question? Hey, what's going on in our world? What's going on in our culture? There really is, I believe, an appropriate answer. From a biblical perspective, we're living in the last days, the end days. Now, my assumption is some of you will say amen and cheer and say right on, and I believe that. But I also assume there's some of you that might kind of look at me and push back and go, what the heck are you talking about? And then I assume there's others that will be very curious to say, you know, I don't have really enough information to be able to come to that same conclusion. Will you tell me more? And so in February, we're going to be talking about that the entire month. The sign of the times reveal that we're in the fourth quarter of the human journey. Now, I don't know how many, but some of us will be watching a football game this afternoon. That particular game will include four quarters. As the game continues to go on and the clock winds down, there will be a fourth quarter that will happen. And in that fourth quarter, it alerts both teams that the end of the game is fast approaching. And in like manner, I think that's what's going on in human history. We're in the fourth quarter. It's to alert human beings that the clock is ticking and we're fast approaching the end. Whatever the end may be, let me clarify. The Bible says a thousand years is as a day and a day is as a thousand years. So I'm not going to sit here and predict anything, but I will say to you, If the great writers of Scripture, especially the Apostle Paul, who lived nearly 2,000 years ago, said we're living in the last days, the end days, and we're 2,000 years beyond that, the clock is ticking. And we're living in the last days and the end days. And if we really are living in the last days, what should we Christians be aware of? How do we prepare and what should we be doing? See, the fourth quarter means that we need to be extra conscious and alert of the score, of the time, and any adjustments we need to make so we gain the victory. How many of you know today there's going to be a lot going on, but what happens in the fourth quarter of that ball game is going to determine who wins the game most likely, unless we're ahead by 19 touchdowns. Then, and I say we, I'm a Bronco fan, so if you're not, the elders and deacons will pray for you for deliverance after the service. We'll be glad to do that for you today. But what happens in the fourth quarter is vitally important, and if we're living in the last days, what's going on right now in human history, and for whatever reason in the sovereignty of Almighty God, you and I are still here, it's vitally important. 
If you have your Bible this morning, I'd like to invite you to turn it to 2 Timothy in the New Testament, chapter 3. 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, we're going to look at verses 1 through 5. This is a very interesting and important part of Holy Scripture. These words are God Almighty communicating to you and to me. And again, this whole month we're going to be looking at the last days, the end days. And if you're cheering on and say, hey, I agree, then be here. If you're pushing back and go, come on, preacher, that's a, a little weird and strange, I still encourage you to be here. And for those of you who are curious and want to learn more, my assumption is you'll be here because you want to do that. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse um, 1 and following, the great apostle Paul pins these words to his young protege, Timothy. This is the New King James Version. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Now today I have uh, four different thoughts or points to ponder out of these five verses that will set the stage for the coming weeks and uh, February here at Connections Church talking about the last days and the end days. Point number one, be informed, aware, and awake. If these are the last days, and I believe they are, and I assume they are, so uh, I'm not even going to put a question mark there. Because we are living in the last days, the end days, be informed, be awake, and be alert. Please notice the first two words of uh, this particular passage in the start of this chapter. It says, but know this. That's not speaking just to me. If you're reading it, it's speaking it to you too. But know this. The great apostle Paul did not want us to be ignorant or unaware of something. And he proceeded to talk about the last days. He does not want us to put our head in the sand, bury our head in the sand, be so consumed in modern day life and culture, do's and don'ts, the busyness of life, that we don't understand this text. But know this. Are you aware of that? I mean, it's not always on my radar screen. I'm just trying to be honest. I'm living like life like the rest of you. Uh, I do have a job. I work Sunday mornings. Where's Frank and Darlene? Are they in here? They went home? <laughs> they didn't want to hear the message, did they? It was a private joke I was going to talk to them about. They know I work on Sunday morning. 
I have a wife, I have three children, I have responsibilities. And sometimes in just the journey of life, I forget that I'm not supposed to be ignorant or unaware of the day that we're living in, the characteristics assigned to the time, or what I'm supposed to be doing in the last days or the end times. So my friends, I want to encourage you as we look into this subject over the next three or four weeks, I want you to continue to say, hey, I want to be aware. I want to be informed, and I want to be awake. The last thing we want to do is be sleeping at a time when we need to be awake all the more. Number two, I want to encourage you to that we should not be scared, but be prepared, yes. Look at what it says. It says, but know this, don't be ignorant or uninformed or asleep, that in the last days, and I believe we're there, Perilous times will come. Perilous times will come. And if you review the Greek and other very solid uh, modern translations today, it also means high stress. Is there anybody in here that has felt a greater amount of stress in the last 30 years? (laughs) We're living in a very stressful culture a very stressful time, a very stressful world. And we can just say, well, that's just part of life, and it is, but it's also a characteristic of the day and age, of the last days, of the end of time. It also means great difficulty. Do you know, if you look at your own life or friends or family or culture or politics or economics or global activity, do you see great difficulty? Try to get in touch with a friend of mine. Actually, we support uh, here at the church a guy named Brian Spence. He runs a ministry in middle to southern Taiwan called uh, Taiwan Lighthouse Ministry. How many of you know there was a 6.3 earthquake in Taiwan? There's great difficulty. Again, I do recognize that media has brought a lot of this to bear. But do you see the great difficulties that are happening and and transpiring and maybe even increasing on our planet in different cultures, in the Middle East, in America, in Washington, in your home, in your heart? In the last days, perilous times, high stress, great difficulty also means challenges of all types man sometimes you how many are are like me you have this kind of this dream of this perfect world and then out of nowhere comes a challenge that i didn't see i didn't expect i didn't want i don't like that's part of the journey i understand that so don't get me wrong but it's also a characteristic of the time of the the sign of the times the fourth quarter of human history, the last days, the end days that we'll be speaking about over the next couple of months. So to be scared, we're in the last days, the end days? No. To be prepared, absolutely yes. The third sign of the times. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. The truth and the nature of God is that He provides human beings with signs in regard to seasons and chapters 
and realities of our human journey. In this specific passage, uh, God seems to highlight some things that will be going on in human beings in the last days. Now, I will be talking about some of this. This particular passage talks about human nature. But the Bible speaks of other things in the last days. It talks about political unrest. It talks about social unrest. It talks about economical challenges, uh, astronomic things, what's going on in our atmosphere, also religiously. But this particular text talks about human beings. What will be going on in individual human beings in the last days, in the end days? And Paul uses, I mean, Timothy uses 19 different characteristics. Do you think he's going to try to get his point across? How many of you know that if you're talking to somebody, you try to get a point across, you know, you might say it once or twice or three times. If you're a preacher, it's four, five, or six times. You're supposed to laugh at that. But 19 different characteristics of what will be going on in human hearts and human minds in those particular days. There's 19 of them. And so for the next 19 weeks, we'll look at one at a time, one a Sunday. I'm not to go any depth because they're pretty self-explanatory. But what I want you to do is I want you to think in our culture, in our world, maybe in your home or definitely in your heart. But let's see if any of these things are real, are true, are increasing, are validating the reality that we're living in the last days or the end days. Men will be lovers of themselves. See that anywhere? (laughs) Turn on the news. Go on to social media. The lovers of themselves. It's called the me generation. Me, me, me. And please understand that Timothy doesn't go in to say, well, this is just true of Christians or non-Christians. He's talking about humanity. So even though you might be a born-again believer, how many of you know that that may be going on in your life too? But again, the point here is not to divide that. It's just to say that in the last days, men will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. (laughs) See that anywhere? Anybody heard of a street called Wall Street? <laughs> okay, we won't go there. I'm sorry. I, I got pushed back. Okay, I heard. I heard you. What about Washington? What about Hollywood? What about uh, Fortune 5? And, and I'm not necessarily saying there's anything wrong with money. I'd sure like a lot more of it. If you'd like to go ahead and help me find that dream, I'd be glad to help, you know, receive it. Just kidding. But this is an intensity. Growing not only a love of themselves, a love of money, boasters. And again, this is not going to be this month at all a political or political messages. So don't don't say, oh, that's political. But how many of you know that today on the stage, whether you're for one party or another, is that I will do that. You elect me and I will that. And some of that could be humility, but, but it's all what? I'm boasting about what I've done. 
I'm boasting about what I can do. I'm boasting about what I will do. And I'm certainly not trying to uh, underestimate that that has to happen in a political election. But what I'm saying is people are living, are, are boasting. I can't go too much over with proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents. My kids never did that. Unthankful. Gosh, I want to be thankful. You know what? It's hard to be an American and be thankful. I know some of you are going to say, what are you talking about? It's because we have so much and the rest of the world has so little. You know, the other day I realized when it was really cold, what a blessing to just have a roof over my head. And I took a warm shower and I thought, oh my goodness, I, I can take a warm shower. But people will be unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong. Then that's none of us in here. Haughty. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. If you look out over our world, you look out over our culture, do you see some of these things? Having a form of godliness but denying its power. You know what that is? Religiosity. Yeah, I'm an American. I'm a Christian. Everybody's Christian here. Really? That sounds to me like there might be a little bit of, uh, what, the form of godliness, but deny the power? So again, you might fit into that camp to say, hey, I'm with you, Jeff. Last days, important scripture, end of days. Some of you might be pushing back still with some of those comments saying, well, gosh, it's always been that way. Human nature's always been that. Have you seen any increase? And I don't think it's just media exposure. And some of you go, gosh, I really don't know. And Jeff, I want to journey with you in the next couple of uh, weeks and, and see if I can come to a greater understanding or, or conclusion of all of this. And the fourth and final point, and then DJ will come back up. It's important if we're living in the end days, the last days, I think we are, to be different. To be different. It's always been the call of God upon individual Christians and the church to be different than the world. Sometimes I slow down and think about it and evaluate. And You know what? Sometimes I look a lot like the world. Lost my hair. I'm sagging. <laughs> my body hurts. No, no my characteristics. What I do with my time, what I do with my money, how I act, what comes out of my mouth. And sometimes I go, gosh, am I any different? And especially in the last days or the end of days, the call of God upon us individually and as a church is to be different. Do you see what it says right there? When you see these characteristics going on, increasing in lives and cultures, in communities, it says, and from such people turn away. That's not to 
say to reject them. It says, be different. How many of you know the culture is moving in a direction? Don't swim with the current. Swim upstream. Be different. In the last days, in the end days, there will be perilous times. These human activities within the human soul and human activity will increase and turn away. Be different. And so, like I say, in coming weeks when it may sound somewhat political, it might sound when I'm talking about political environments and economic realities and social movements and things that are happening in the sky with earthquakes and diseases and other things that the Bible talks about. We've got to be different. So, maybe like our Heavenly Father in regard to what I said about my kids, He's looking over me, so don't misunderstand the illustration. He's always watching over me, but maybe He assumes I'm over here participating in certain activity and then he, he shows up on the on the scene and he says, Hey, what's going on? Or he assumes that every church that names the name of Christ in America is focused on the right things and all of a sudden he, he tiptoes into that particular world and he sees something different going on than what he's instructed or mandated or wanted, and I wonder if Heavenly Father doesn't sometimes go, hey, what's going on? I instructed you to do something different. I cautioned you against that. So, as you look out over the global realities, you look over what's going on in our culture, If you're anything like me, maybe you're saying, hey, what's really going on? I believe we're living in the last days. I believe we're living in the fourth quarter of human history. And so as individual Christians and the church, we need to be informed. We need to be alert. And we need to be awake. So uh, the next few weeks we'll be taking a deeper look at uh, this whole subject of the last days and the end times. Pray with me. Father, this is a portion of the Bible that maybe is pretty easy in our culture just to read over. But I believe you want us to slow down. I believe us for this church at least in the next month you want us to camp out and uh, let this be a springboard for future discussion to more fully understand really what's going on in our world and in our culture. So thank you so much, Lord, for your word. Thank you for these delightful and wonderful and precious people and friends. Thank you for our ability and our opportunity to gather together as a family of faith and live life together and support one another and 
pray for one another and stand with one another and to be aware of what's going on in our world. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you now in the wonderful and powerful and lofty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Would you stand and sing our last song with us, please? Sometimes it's hard to think about the end. Unless, of course, you know the ending. And I've read the book. And I saw the ending. And our God wins. Spoiler alert. Our God is greater than all the things in the world, all the evil in the world. Let's remember that as we go forth today. Water you turned into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. None like you. Into the darkness we shine. Out of the ashes we rise. There's no one like you. None like you. Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. Into the darkness we shine. Out of the ashes we rise, there's no one like you, none like you. Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. Sing that again. Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. God, God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. Our God is for us, and if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And what could stand against? Our God is greater. Our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. If our God is for us. And if our God is for us, and it could ever stop us, and if our God is with us, 
And what could stand against him if our God is for us? And who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, and what could stand against? What could stand against? He got it into the bulletin. A very last announcement. I decided we'd have a prayer meeting about 4 o'clock here today. So I want to invite any of you that want to be here. Why am I getting pushback? Okay? Why am I getting any pushback? No! Today, go in His love. Go in His grace. Go in His confidence. Go in His peace. And go praying. Go Broncos! God bless you. Have a good day. Goodbye.